Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We here at the Fumbling Four Network take mental health very serious. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at one 800 273-8255. If you don't like talking on the phone, you can text or start an online chat. Once again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Something that might interest you. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron. And joining me, as always, is my fellow hosts, Daniel. Bye there. And the amazing, incredible, illustrious Ariel. Just Ariel. <laughs> Bye. That's what our Discord says. Yeah, mm. that's what Discord says. Just Ariel. Mm. So... <sighs> Resident Evil Netflix series, episode five, called Home Movies. <laughs> Not like the show that was on Adult Swim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, interesting episode. There's a lot that I did enjoy about this episode, which I'll get to when we get to the discussion. But before that, we have to get to... A uh, summary synopsis. Yeah, somewhere along those lines. So, as far as episode five goes, with Simon offering tech advice, Jade and Billy break into their father's laptop, where a chilling message leads them to a nightmarish discovery. Naughty, naughty. So vague. <laughs> Clear no. internet history. Naughty, naughty. <laughs> You would. Uh, oh, never mind. I'll get to the discussion. <sighs> that's what I have. All right, let's talk plot. So, this is the then, the 2022 timeline here. So, our boy Al keeps trying to call Jade, but never gets through, though he gets a ping on his phone with a camera alert. And it shows that they are home and safe. And before he can drive off in his car to go to them, Roth knocks on the window and tells him, you have to go. Devlin, she wants you. No questions asked. 
do it now. So then Evelyn's shown punishing her son, Simon Marcus. She didn't know that was, you know, they were mother and son. But now we do. So she's super pissed at him for the party. And then Al walks in. He's introduced to Angel Rubio, who Evelyn describes as being resistant and not talking. He couldn't be bought, so that left torture. Of course, because that's how that evolves and progresses. (laughs) Yeah. So she tells him, she tells Al that you're up. Time for you to interrogate. And he's like, no, I got to go. My girls need me. I got to go. And she's like, ahead, no, do it now. So. Angel brings up that he knows about him and his daughters. And kind of whispers it. So nobody else hears and Al gets super pissed and starts beating the shit out of him. (laughs) So uh, back at the house, Jade continues searching for evidence and starts talking about how Al never talks about his family, who their surrogate donors were and, you know, birth certificates. And Billy is like, I don't care. I just want to eat ice cream. (laughs) And Jade eventually talks her into looking Because, you know, if they end up finding the birth certificates and all is fine, then she'll eat all the ice cream with Billy. So they go into Al's room and start snooping. And Billy ends up finding a really hilarious book about dating with mature adults. I don't know. It was something weird like that. It was it was funny and weird. So <laughs> Jade ends up finding a parts for a gun and a dog whistle hidden in the closet, which was super weird for all of them. Billy goes to leave, but then Jade finds his laptop under the bed. He tries the whole Spock 20. She, yes, she tries the whole Spock 21 password didn't work. So she calls Simon. Hey, you know a lot about computers. Hack into this for me. So he does. But he doesn't find anything relating to the original Reckon City. He ends up finding that the computer has a dead drop, which sends an email to Billy warning her to flee should he not input a password within 24 hours. So that kind of freaks Billy and Jade out. They had talked about a bag being hidden. So now we go into the really fun little hunting for clues thing. So Simon hacks into the cameras. They do a little like spy thing going on of like, camera, you have to drop low. Go in and out. Do this and that. Finally, they figure out it's a photograph 
I'm sorry, but all I can think of right now is look at this photograph. No, we don't we don't talk about that. <laughs> so it led them the clue led to this photograph. Pulls it off the wall, finds a note on the back. Talks about Jade being sad in fifth grade. So then after a little bit, Jade goes through her like, I don't know, 11-year-old angst phase. <laughs> then decides that it's about Moonlight Sonata. Huh, reference there. So they go to the piano, play the Moonlight Sonata at the very end. The key jams. Lifting the key up, there was a note underneath it. They were able to move the piano... Because it said, like, moving song or something like that. It's... So anyways, they moved the piano, and underneath it was the bag. Now, inside the bag, there were there was, like, $10,000 cash, passports for Billy and Jade as Anna and Mila Schneider, and a gun. The two end up arguing... And, like, constantly putting poor Simon on mute so he can't hear their argument. <laughs> Goes back and forth, says some mean stuff to each other. Jade ends up stomping off. Billy then starts talking to Simon. Simon's like, hey, you know, she really does care about you. You're all she, talk she talks about. So they kind of make up. Then Simon goes on about the basement. Because, you know, you can only have two choices, but every house has a basement. So they go on this, another little goose hunt for the basement. Figure out where the little panel is. Now they have to figure out how to get in. Because of the little RFID thing. So. Eventually the Jade figures out. The dog whistle calls the dog. Who has the microchip. Which also opens the basement door. They go in. Billy and Jade lose the signal on the cell phone. So Simon's gone. They find the lab downstairs. They find all their childhood toys. And storage boxes. Then Jade finds a sample of their blood. And, you know, after Billy freaks out about the random chair down there, she finds the box labeled RC1998, which is Raccoon City 1998. And inside it contains reports on Lisa and cognitive response. So, they start watching the footage of a USS operation overseen by Al. Yes, Al. To infect Lisa with a sample. And, I mean, honestly, the way they made Lisa was pretty cool, but I'll get into that with discussion. <laughs> so then... They, Jade goes through another file and it describes Al's intentions 
with Billy in that chair. So then Jade's like, yeah, we're getting out of here. She takes the box of the RC-1998 and then starts trying to take the computer. When, uh-oh. Hold their own cords. Activates the security system. It starts a fire, which destroys the research data. And just when you think, oh, they're all going to die, you know. Suppression gas. Knocks the fire out and then in walks Al, who is super pissed. Jade starts demanding answers. And he says that they were born in UCF, UCSF School of Medicine in San Fran using Tara Sutton and Alex Shams eggs as donors. Jade is still unconvinced that he cares, though, so she ends up pulling a knife on him. He gets super pissed about that and was like, you're going to fucking listen to me because I'm your fucking father. And then <laughs> Billy whacks him over the head and knocks him out. Yay, Billy. Yeah. So they end up strapping him to the chair. He wakes up. And they start interrogating him. He tells them that the dog that bit Jade was infected with the T-virus. The T-virus causing mutations. Billy appears to be resistant to the virus, though, because she didn't deteriorate after 72 hours. He then reveals that the two girls were genetically modified to excel in mental and physical performances. That he made them strong. And that Umbrella is aware... And we'll preserve Billy as a lab specimen if they find out what happened. So that was kind of the plot of the then. Now is the now, the 2036. And you ready for this whole interesting plot? Oh, boy. Jade is captured by Umbrella. The commander is seen watching them restrain her. And then she takes her helmet off. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's basically it. <laughs> we can assume it's Billy. But you only see the back of her head. Because Jade's like, it's you. And it's clearly a girl. There you go. That's, that's a 2036. That's all you get. Yep. In this episode, yep. Oh my gosh. So, ta-da, there you go. <sighs> well, on that note, I think this is the perfect time for us to take a mid-break, and when we come back, it's discussion time. <laughs> well, here we are, in the middle of the show. Yep. Awful middly. <laughs> In this show. So, uh, Ariel, what's the first thing we do? Thank our wonderful, awesome, amazing patrons. Such as our VIP patrons. Chris Slate. Christian. Dedaug47. Glenn Meeks. Jay Zoobs. Jeremy Kelly. Lord Salazar. Naked Mango. 
The Compound, The Seven Sins, and Will Jarrett. Then we have to thank our all-access patrons, Awkward Kaji Seven. I love that. What is it? <laughs> Awkward Kaji. Kaji, didn't it? No, is it? Is that a T? No, it says Kaji. Okay, I wouldn't yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Eat it. <laughs> well, in, on, and Remington Cloutier. On Twitch, he's awkward because she, that's why I figured. Because well, she has wares. That's what I thought. I thought, that's what I thought too. Uh, but then we have our official patrons, Quattro Hawkes, Paul Murphy, Ryan Black, and... Some random guy. Yes. I, I was kind of hoping everybody would do it in unison, but Daniel's not a team player. You should know this. I play Resident <laughs> Evil 5 with the AI. <laughs> So thank you to our patrons. You're lovely, and we appreciate the hell out of you. Yes, thank you, patrons. We do greatly appreciate it. And thank you, listeners. Because without you, we wouldn't have a show. We would. It'd just be us talking to ourselves and being weirdos. (laughs) In all honesty, it would be Aaron freaking out about how we have like one download it would be Aaron and then we out. wouldn't have a show because Aaron would be like nah screw it cancel it it's not worth our time yeah you're right <laughs> uh, with that being said Ariel do you want to be first off the shoot today oh sure oh so I read an article much like I always do and this comes from Tom's Guide and the title is PlayStation Store Black Friday Sales. Absolutely epic. 27 deals I'd buy now. So when this episode gets released, it is Thanksgiving week and, you know, Black Friday. Who doesn't love shopping for great deals? I love shopping for great deals, but I don't like the crowd. So guess what you can do? Go online. So... Some of these, I'm just going to list a couple because like God of War Ragnarok is on here on sale at the PlayStation Store. The Last of Us Part 1, Horizon Forbidden West, Hogwarts Legacies. But the one I really wanted to bring and why I brought it here today is Resident Evil 4, the remake. Will be... is on sale from $60 to $40. Oh, wow. Yep. At the PlayStation Store. So, if you don't have the remake yet, you can now save $20 off of it, which is pretty freaking good. (laughs) And there's a whole bunch, like I said, a whole bunch of different titles on here. So, I will post the link for this in the show notes. Go check it out. There's also the Resident Evil Raccoon City edition on this. Which is the bundled together of the remakes of RE2 and RE3. <laughs> which is now $14. That's not a bad price. Uh, no. So, yeah. There's a bunch really cool games on here. So take a look. See what, if anything, tickles your fancy. And definitely get the RE4 remake if you haven't got it yet. Let's go. Got something that might interest you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Speaking of interesting things, Daniel, what did you bring today? Well, if you ever want to look like you are a messenger for Tricell, <laughs> on eBay, there's a seller selling a Reasonable 5 Collector's Edition Tricell Messenger Bag. Oh. For $69.99 plus $10.55 shipping. You can order this from the Nerdy Vampire on eBay. <laughs> Currently, there's one left in stock, and it ships out of Arizona. So if you want to look like you work for Tricell as far as just being a courier, <laughs> carrying their mail around for them, oh my God. then certainly buy this bag. And if not, you can always get me the bag and send it to me, and I'll, I'll be a courier for Tricell. <laughs> Oh my god. But that is what I currently have. I will give Ariel the link so she can post it in the show notes. Well, Daniel, I recorded our Warhammer patron chat last night. And uh, Evie from HR, one of our patrons, was talking about filthy weebs. Okay. We all agree that we're all filthy weebs. You know what filthy weebs need? What? Clean soap. <laughs> I think that's counterproductive, but. So, right now, I have for you a Resident Evil inspired pine tar soap. It is pretty kick ass looking. It's got an oil. It's like a, it's got, it's got like a wax seal and everything else. It's very, it's very RE themed. This comes to us on Etsy from the creator Slaps Candles, <laughs> which I don't recommend, especially if they're lit. But uh, right now you can get this kick-ass pine bar or pine tar soap for $8.23 and $2 shipping. And they are made to order. So beware of that. At least they're fresh. So yeah, link will be in the show notes for that. Also, everybody's a filthy weeb. <laughs> I took a shower this morning. I did too, but I'm still a filthy weeb. I'll fully admit it. I love my anime. <laughs> no shame. I'm going to be that person. Mm. I've watched more anime than you have. You have. I'm going to be that person. You're more of a filthy weeb than I am. I'm clean. So, Ariel, hmm. I'm not going to give you the opportunity to spoil Sport Me Today to end this mid-break. Sponsors. Okay. <laughs> well, seeing as Aaron is impatient, mm -hmm. may as well just roll on over to Fan Roll Dice. <laughs> Use our promo code AlmightyC10 and save yourself 10% off some really, really badass dice and they have dice bags and dice trays and dice towers all dice accessories if it's related to dice they probably have it they have metal and resin and gemstone and wooden rubber they also have their new liquid core dice which are fucking awesome I have a set the vanishing oil and now they have the new Pathfinder, 
goblin set, which is actually kind of terrifying. You should go look at them because they're really cool, but also terrifying. The best part is that's a set and you can get an oversized D20 version of that. Yeah, that's that's terrifying. <laughs> it's actually really fucking cool. So, yeah, head on over there and save yourself 10% off. And then you can switch on over to Nixie Gaming, use our promo code LOZ Lore and save yourself 10% off. Switch accessories. Now they have docking stations and cables and cases and controllers. Specifically, they have their new GameCube controllers, which are pretty badass. And they have the new color for it, which is the pumpkin orange. So go check it out. And when you fall in love with it, you can save 10% off by using our promo code. Then... Zoom on over to W Energy. W Energy. Wow. <laughs> and save yourself 10% off by using our promo code Fumbling4. Now that's Fumbling and the number four. Now they have tubs of the powder for energy drinks. They have a whole bunch of ridiculously hilarious names Galaxy Grenade, uh, Beach and Peach, and. Calio Cream and Dub Sludge and like just a whole bunch of funny names. So you're bound to find a flavor that you like. Now with W Energy, you have no crash and no jitters. So there you go. An awesome energy drink that you don't crash from or be jittery with like immense amounts of caffeine and all those other bad chemicals. They have a new flavor out. Yeah. So this is their Black Friday, which I was going to get into. <gasps> they have a Black Friday deal. Pomblom, which is pomegranate and cherry blossom. I know. Pomblom. It's just fun to say. Pomblom. Pomblom. <laughs> so, yeah. Go check it out and save yourself 10% off. There you go. Done with the sponsors. Boom. Okay. So one last announcement to make here. It is... November, as everyone knows. And this month in America, it's the thankful for month because Thanksgiving. <laughs> so right now, Fumbling 4 team is streaming thankful for you games because we're thankful for you, the listeners, the fans, the, su- the supporters, that just, just, just you. So this month is all about you. And right now we are playing multiplayer games to play with you. So if you're interested in coming hang out with us every Wednesday at 8.30 and Saturdays at 9, hit us up in the Discord, send us a message on Twitter, reach out to us any way you can. And uh, if there's a slot available, we're more than welcome to you know join us, play with us. Maybe we can get Ariel to play some uh, games with us too. Yeah, no. Aaron doesn't want me to play with him. That's a lie. He doesn't want me to show him up. Okay, I don't want you to do that, but I do want you to play with us. Just be, like, less good than what you normally are. I say that, but <laughs> listeners, honestly, I am not the best gamer ever. <laughs> I kind of suck. I love playing, but I don't pretend to be, like, <laughs> the best gamer, because I'm not. We should get you in some Goose Goose deck with us. I don't know. The last time you played and I listened, well, it was kind of hard not to because you were screaming so loud I can hear you throughout the whole house. You were saying, fuck you, Daniel. <laughs> Super loud. So I don't know if I want to play that with you. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, if it interests you, 
you can come hang out with us. And if, you know, maybe you don't want to play, you just want to enjoy some company time with us, you can come hang out with us on the, the Almighty Crit Twitch channel. So that's all we got for announcements today. Ariel. That's my name. Let's go to the end of the show. Well, here we are at the end of the episode. It's discussion time, everybody. So who wants to start? Okay, I'll go. (laughs) So one thing I really liked about this episode was the puzzle element. Yes. I love the whole finding clues thing. It was in the first, it was the email with the whole foot on whatever street and or underneath your I don't know it was something weird and it led to the picture where there's another note about the piano basically then of course we have Moonlight Sonata very huge reference there <laughs> a little nod to Resident Evil 1 and then it was the whole like moving the piano and getting the bag out. I just loved the puzzle reference because I'm a huge puzzle fan and I liked seeing that put into the series. So it was nice to see that they included probably the biggest Easter egg we could see, which is the puzzles. Mm hmm. And I also loved that no matter what you say about Wesker, he had to have cared about the girls to some degree to give them an out like that. Here are passports. Here's money. Here's a gun. Should something happen to me, you need to go. So he had to have cared at some to some degree about them. And that I think that showed because, you know, if they were just his blood bags, you know, he could just make new blood bags. Yeah. I was waiting for the whole time where he would, especially in this episode, where he would turn around and be like, I, well, I'm, I'm fuck it. I'm just going to get new blood bags. But he didn't. And to some degree, he was telling you know, partial truth it, to some degree when they were asking questions. I feel like, yeah, there was more to it and he didn't conceal everything or not conceal, but, you know, tell everything. But he did to some to some degree tell the truth. Yeah, that dog that bit you was infected by the T-virus. And, you know, even though he is blaming Umbrella, kind of was him. But regardless, to some degree, he did tell the truth. Mm-hmm. to them what about you Daniel what do I have mm-hmm. well there was the name drop that we didn't get much behind it but which was William Birkin yeah <laughs> we just got the name drop and they didn't give us anything else with it they might come back to it because they name dropped Lisa Trevor and then we got to see more of her or you know a video yeah Maybe they'll come back to it. Because that means that there's the possibility of the G-Virus still existing. Oh. Because we haven't... We've only heard of the T-Virus so far in this instance. Yeah. So, I'm hoping that means possible G-Virus. Yeah. 
We don't have the T virus. We have joy. Okay. No, we yeah, have but T-virus. yeah, the T virus is in joy. <laughs> but it's but it's not the same. It's joy. Is okay. it the J virus? The J virus. <laughs> so I have some new jaywalk. You jaywalk. You hit the J virus. No. <laughs> no, no, it's the T virus. Uh, so I think we're gonna get some more on William Burke. I'm with Ariel on this one. I think we're gonna get more on Will. Go William. Hopefully. And then, sorry. Lisa Trevor, go on. Oh, no, but okay, I'll talk about her. <laughs> I like the way they made her look. I thought they did a good job. I liked how the masks looked more like human flesh, like just human face masks. Like, I liked that. I liked the eyeball on her back. It was super cool and I loved it. I thought it was cool. And Wesker being a dick. <laughs> See, our dad's an asshole. With the eyeball thing, I wanted to talk about that before I talk into her appearance. I believe that was a hint at the G virus. But they didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, and they just said that, sh- like, she was infected with the T virus. Yeah. But. Like we were saying, he could have not been telling the whole truth. So, you know, I will say myself and Ariel got into a discussion because I thought that this was not a accurate representation because I thought this was not an accurate representation of Lisa Trevor. However, I was going off of the model they used for the new Raccoon City. Which you should never do. No. Well, I think she still looked like, in even in Welcome to Raccoon City, still looked like Lisa Trevor. The way she acted in Welcome to Raccoon City, no. But. Well, no, but even then, I th- I'm pretty sure she had a... She didn't have the face mask. Pretty sure she had like a... It was like a... Um, what do you call those? Those bags. I'm thinking of burlap sack? Yeah, burlap sack. I don't think it was. I think no, it was she still. had the face mask, but it wasn't portrayed as like somebody skinned the face off of a human and mm. made a mask out of it type of thing. It was more actual mask-like. That's why. That's I think, right. I think every interpretation I've seen of Lisa Trevor, as far as physical looking, has looked good. I just think Welcome well, Raccoon City did wrong in how they made her. <laughs> yeah. But I will say, Ariel was right. She won this debate. This is one of the most accurate live action adaptations of Lisa Trevor we have. Yeah, because I was basing it off of, you know, the old, the old, old, you know, when we first saw Lisa Trevor in the document or whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, graphics back then weren't the greatest. But what I took from it was it was a mask of human flesh. See, what I took from it was originally I thought her face was just kind of melting off. (laughs) (laughs) And they like stitched it back together so they didn't have to look at her. Yeah, so, Uh, well, because that's the way I took it when we had watched this episode. I was like, oh, that is cool because it legit looks like human faces. You're not wrong. (laughs) 
So enough about Lisa. What else did you want to talk about, Ariel? I'm going to bring it up again. The whole drama that isn't really necessary. <laughs> With Billy and Jade, the you know, clearly young because the whole the, or the now timeline was like, oh, hey, I got caught. Oh, this person takes their helmet off. That's it. Um, the whole Billy being like, oh, I'm still here, guys. Ew, gross. How dare you talk? <laughs> and yeah, Jade and Simon flirting, and it's just, it was okay. Y'all just found out some really deep shit about your past, okay? And even prior to that, you know, the weird ass email, and you guys are okay. Now is not the time for flirting. Now is not the time for sisterly, ew, gross. Okay, I feel like they would be feeling deeper emotions mm -hmm. than normal teenage drama. Thanks a lot, Netflix. <laughs> I get what they're doing, trying to portray them as actual teenagers with actual teenage problems. However, I just feel it's not fitting for a plot line like this. And even a teenager would feel a deeper emotion finding out that oh, hey, your dad has been lying to you. You're, you know, some really heavy, shady shit is going on. To be more worried about flirting with your crush or being outwardly disgusted at your sister flirting with her crush. Not fitting. Yeah, and they really portrayed... This is what takes me off about that whole relationship is they portray Billy as she's not independent and she depends solely on her sister. Where in the beginning of the series, we saw that it was kind of the other way around. Jade depended and relied on Billy to... She depended on her emotionally, you know? Yeah, and almost like a, like a grounding. Mm -hmm. Like she grounded Jade. And... At first, I thought they were going to portray it as, you know, Jade needed that. And this is why, or sorry, Billy needed that. And this is why Billy was jealous of the boy. But no, they just, they completely, it's its not portrayed like that at all. It's just Billy's jealous because Jade had getting flirted with. Like, fuck off. Come on. Like, yeah, not necessary. <laughs> Unnecessary. <laughs> Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? Hmm. I mean, the whole revelation that Simon is Evelyn's son type of thing. Kind of cool. Didn't know that. And that was kind of cool. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't predict that. And that's saying something because usually these shows and movies, they kind of go on this like predictability well, yeah, and it portrayed Evelyn and her wife, you know, their type of relationship. But they never portrayed a relationship between Evelyn and a son. So, you know, kind of liked that. Mm-hmm. Makes Evelyn more human. Yeah, yeah, because really, she just seems like a psychotic bitch of an umbrella, umbrella, you know, whatever. Power but, and money. 
Yeah. But then you saw the side of like her doing yoga with her wife and now her being upset with her son for having a party or going to a party or whatever. And it is kind of making her more human. Can we talk about the revelations that we've we we got kind of in this episode with Wesker? Kind of the key notes that we've heard during his conversation with his daughters. Hmm. I mean, one, he said that wasn't me in the video, and he meant it. You could tell he genuinely meant that was not me. Yeah. I don't want to get into the dis- this discussion because it's more relevant in the next episode. Okay. I understand what you're getting at, and you're not wrong for that. I just don't want to dive into this because I don't want to say anything that could allude to what happens in the next episode. So, <sighs> Okay, fine. <laughs> I also don't think that the two names that he dropped for the donors were fake because I think being Wesker, he would remember the donors' names regardless of whether they were just that a donor and then he just left them to do their own thing. Because I don't think he got them and killed them. I think he got them and could have been anonymous, anonymously. But I think he's going to remember that in case somehow he has to make another Jade and Billy. I mean, we haven't seen that that's come about, but I would think that he's going to remember pertinent information. Yeah, and it's Wesker, and I feel like Wesker would just like a photographic memory. Yeah. Like, regardless if it's important or not, he's going to remember it. See, <clears throat> I'm looking at this from a different perspective. I look at this that Wesker truly does look at these two like they're his daughters. No, that's and he fine. remembers it because it's important to him emotionally. Oh, yeah. I always thought he genuinely cared about the girls. I do too. I just think that he would have that in his mind as well. The secondary, if something happens to them, you know, I these two have made it this far. Should I have to do it? You know, being Wesker, he's going to have that potential secondary plan. He probably hopes it doesn't ever come to that. But because we've seen him show genuine care for them. But he probably has it in the back of his mind. If it's not nothing he thinks about, but it's there that if something happens, I can potentially find these donors again. Hmm. Well, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I am just sitting here thinking, is Angel Rubio going to spill the beans? I mean, clearly he wasn't using it to get out. Because if he was, he would have told Evelyn prior. Instead, he whispered it to Wesker. Mm, you see I what I'm know. getting at? If I, he wanted to use that information to get out of this whole torture thing, he would have. I don't think he's going to. Yeah, because I don't think Wesker's going to give him the opportunity to. Yeah, because Angel (laughs) 
is honestly a decent guy that just wants to do the right thing. Really. Make people aware. Yeah, he wants the world to know what Umbrella's doing. He's not a bad guy. He just takes the wrong ways to do it sometimes, I think. Yeah, a little overzealous, but... You can tell how good of a guy he really is because he doesn't oust the girls. Because I think he knows what would happen if he did. So instead, he just kind of gave Wesker a little warning. Privately whispering it. He's still a great guy, so I'm sitting here thinking, is he going to spill the beans? I think Wesker lost it because he feels he can't protect his girls if Angel knows. That's why he was like, I'll beat the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only reason why Wesker got mad. Yeah, I think it was just a triggering thing for him. Like, hey, I know about the girls. There's a loose end here. Yeah. So, I think that's basically all I wanted to talk about. Except for, you know, the tiny little bitty now plot. Is it Billy? I think it is. It's Billy. There's no I way mean, it's yeah. not. <laughs> it's Baxter. It's you. Oh, Baxter didn't turn into, you know. I'm pretty sure Baxter's not a woman. And he I didn't have, like, long black hair up in a ponytail. He also didn't lose. I don't think he lost all that weight. It's you. It's me. It's Arjun. Oh. Well, anyway, on that note, I think it's time to end this episode. Thank you all for listening. Tune in next week. Bye there. Bye. Damn it. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a comment and review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at RE Lurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger.